everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to lead it off. Nikki, you've got a couple of things you want to let people know. Yes, I do. Well, so don't forget that while it is Super Bowl, we record the show in advance. It is Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, There are some last-minute items that you can still get from area restaurants and bars. So go to thelistareyouwanted.com. We have a list of every offer that is happening for Super Bowl Sunday. More importantly, though, don't forget Valentine's Day is just a week away. And it's like a whole weekend worth of Valentine's Day because of when uh, February 14th falls. And there are so many options. So whether you just want a little sweet treat or a gift or a full blowout dinner, all the area restaurants and bars have so many tremendous offerings. And I want to highlight one. Women's Food Fest is a group of women entrepreneurs here in the D.C. area. It's women chefs and people, uh, women in the food business. And they have come together as a collaboration and they put together offerings. They did this for inauguration. They did a Women's Food Fest over the summer um, and they did it for the holidays as well. So for Valentine's Day, they are doing these off the chart swag bags. So go check them out. Womensfoodfest.com. See what they're doing. It's all the women in the D.C. metro area. You know a lot of them, and then maybe there's some new ones in there you don't know, but it is a variety of dinners and products and a whole uh, wonderful offering uh, and a great way to celebrate Valentine's Day, not with your, just with your partner. I am a full believer in celebrating Valentine's Day with everybody. My friends- How many people have you invited? My friends, my family, my husband- uh, hey. I believe it's for everyone. Okay. All right, honey, take it away. All right. So uh, Nick uh, kind of already referred to it uh, she, when mentioning tomorrow, because of COVID, we record on Saturday, the show runs on Sunday, and there is the threat of snow tomorrow. So when we talk to Deb Moser from Central Farm Markets, we'll find out a little bit about what their uh, snow plan is, just in case. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also joined by Monica Badlani. She's a partner and COO of Somrus Cream Liqueurs. Uh, Touted by some as the next generation cream liqueur. You're going to hear all about that, and I'm going to be tasting it, and you can't. Uh, we're going to have Fred Witt and Phil Mondon with us. They're childhood friends who grew up, and now they're business partners in D.C. They're bringing new job opportunities to students of Howard University by opening their first Atomic Wings. And anything called Atomic Wings has to be hot and probably good, so I can't wait to hear from them. Um, John Crin is an old buddy of ours. And I old in many ways, but he's a chef. He's a restaurateur. Um, he's created something called Community and Beyond Crossing Culinary Bridges. And it's a guest chef series uh, at his restaurant Clarity in Vienna. And he's bringing in some of DC's top chefs uh, to cook uh, for his patrons there. We're going to hear all about that. And he'll be joined by Peter Prime of Kane, the maker of the world's greatest ribs, even though Kane doesn't sell ribs anymore <laughs> Kane and never sold ribs I don't care his ribs are great okay. and O Market in Northern Virginia stocks a variety of international grocery items from the Caribbean and Africa and South South America all over the place Sean O's the general manager he's the son of the founder and they're talking about opening 10 new stores in the next five years uh, they've got one store now in Manassas it's 47,000 square feet which is pretty big 
Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll be hearing about that. But first, let's go to Deb Moser from Central Farm Markets. The lovely, the gracious, the urbane, Deborah Moser. Deb, what are you going to Hi, Deb. If Hi. you're open tomorrow, what are you going to have? If we are open tomorrow, we will Well, have, let's say today because it airs today. Or today. Yeah. Uh, right. We, you know, one of the things that's really, really great about winter markets is all the hot foods you can get and hot tea and hot coffee and things like that. So I think foods that warm the soul foods that look good for the Super Bowl. We have lots and lots of stuff at Beat Crafters, sausages. We have take-home. You can take home just about anything now from the market and uh, mm -hmm. snack with your family at that Super Bowl. You know, lots of good snacks. Well, I do want to tell everybody, if you haven't had Meat Crafters, uh, they have oh. amazing salamis and sausages. And that is totally what, I mean, charcuterie is always a mainstay at our Super Bowl. Um, not party this year, but our Super Bowl Hey, gathering I'll be there. Two It'll people. be a party. Gathering. <laughs> It'll be the two of us. Just right. <laughs> and the dogs. Excuse um, me. And That's a party. Yes. Okay. yes, obviously. Of course, it's a party. Um, but uh, absolutely one of the best places in the D.C. metro area to get your charcuterie. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, please watch our social media for updates mm -hmm. on the weather. And that's how okay. we'll let you know what's going on. Okay. Anything special for Valentine's Day you want to give a shout out to? Oh, we have, uh, you got to see Chocolatier's Palettes. Her boxes for Valentine's Day of fudge, mm -hmm. her homemade fudge. Oh, my God. Uh, Potomac Sweets does these exquisite heart cookies. You know, there's a lot. And flowers. We do have flowers at the market. And right. so come get your sweetheart what they love. That yeah, my is sweetheart a already got what she loves. I did. <laughs> I have been gifted already. I'm feeling uh, very, very go. fortunate. That's so, right. I'll anyway. hold it over her for a month at least. All right, Deb. Make sure, right. Everybody, make sure everybody knows where the markets are. Uh, the markets are in Bethesda uh, on Sundays and Nova in Vienna on uh, Sundays as well. Those are our winter markets. And for all information, go to centralfarmmarkets.com. Great, right, Deb. Thanks, Deb. Thanks so much. All I'll right. Thanks. So, Stay warm. So Monica Badlani was a management and marketing consultant at McKinsey, and she went to, she's got an advanced degree in math and all. She's a brainiac, but all of a sudden in the middle of that, she stopped and founded something called Sombra Cream Liqueurs, and she joins us now. Hi, Monica. How are you? Hi, Monica. Hi, I'm well. Hi, Nikki. How are, are you guys? Were you drinking a lot of liqueurs and you decided this stuff tastes like crap? I've got to make my own? That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, you know, definitely was sort of um, bringing out a lot of clients for dinners, that kind of stuff. And, you know, got really sort of exposed to the alcohol industry during that time period. Well, but what was it about cream liqueur specific? I mean, that is not, I mean, listen, we've been doing this show for 12 years. Yes. We've had distillers on from all over the world. I mean, there has been a boom, right? In local yes. small distilleries, like it, in cities everywhere, right? And in, in rural areas too, but not a lot of people are doing cream liqueurs. So what right. was it about the cream liqueur that you were like, I have got yes. to So a couple of things. One is exactly what you just said, that no one's doing it. No one's looking at it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Bailey's was the first cream liqueur in the 1970s. Since then, there's been a couple of cream liqueurs in terms of new offerings, but not very much. So you mm -hmm. see that, you know, consumers, you know, we all really enjoy the, the story behind the craft. 
all the spirits that we consume now, we're much more educated, we're much more knowledgeable. We don't just rely on our bartender to sort of educate us. And so no one had sort of taken the cream liqueur category and said, how do I update this thing? How do I make it relevant for today? So that's mm-hmm. sort of part of this initiative. Um, well, so what is a cream liqueur for the uninitiated? Yes, you know, for people yes. who just think of, ba- I mean, Bailey's yep. is a cream liqueur. Bailey's what is else? the founder of the, the okay. cream liqueur industry, right? So generally cream liqueur is some kind of spirit. So it, you know, Bailey's is whiskey based. We're actually rum based. So we're unique in that way. Um, and then of course, some you know, very good high quality dairy and then some kind of flavoring. So Bailey's is chocolate. We've got, for example, our coffee or we've got a chai or a mango. Um, and so that's, that's, that's really as simple as it is. And so you want that thing to be nice and smooth. Um, I think people think about cream liqueurs as after, after dinner drinks, but that's not what they, they can be used sort of any time of the day, actually. And, and that's what we do with them. Well, so I, I think it's really interesting of the dairy component. I mean, I know cream is in the title, but how does a dairy product say stay shelf stable? Yeah, so the, the rum preserves it for us. So alcohol okay. is natural preservative. And in fact, so we went out of our way to make sure that the, the, the formula would ensure that the rum would preserve this thing versus anything else. I'm taking um, a and, shot and right now. About. We're going to find out in a minute how good this is. <laughs> there you go. I love it. That's the best way. Oh, that's good. It's really good. How could it be bad? No, so, I'm, I'm just telling you, it actually, you know, it's good. Oh, I appreciate so it. So not being a part of the industry, how did you mm, yeah. come up with the recipe? Yeah, and so um, uh, there are uh, actually two people co-founded it, and I joined sort of the founding team afterwards. So PK and Swathi Garg are the co-founders of Stormers. Um, they essentially, Swathi is amazing, you know, I would say sort of a, a home chef, right? But, you know, her food is just out of this world. And so, you know, worked with, um, actually, first started by just sort of experimenting on their kitchen table and trying to figure out, like, what would be great and different and what would be an exciting new flavor. So these are all more Eastern flavor profiles, things that aren't in the industry right now. Well, that's what I was thinking with the mango. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not something you right. see Find, right. in this part of the world. Do you know Especially what I mean? A, a cream. And if you can imagine, there's actually no coffee creams really on the market. They're like small regional coffee creams, but there's no national coffee cream until us. It's, Interesting. It's, it blows my mind, really. There's a well, lot of coffee liqueurs, you know, but there's no coffee cream. Oh. That's really, and actually that is really interesting because when you think of the explosion of coffee roasters yes. and like coffee, artisan coffee concepts, I mean, if I told you how many roasters we have on this show, you would totally understand. Like, no yes. one talks about this. That's fascinating. May I jump in for a yes. minute? Because I of just course. realized, I just, well, I was, I had, I was sipping the coffee cream liqueur mm-hmm. and uh, this would be great on ice cream. Yeah, it this would. would be awesome on ice cream. Yes. Thank you. And it would be great in any dessert. And what's really fun about it. So David, are you you know, sort of getting, it's a little bit lighter cream than what's out there. It is lighter. Yeah. I was expecting something heavy like Bailey's. And- yes. Yes. And so you can do, you can put it in coffee and tea, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're at the farmer's market tomorrow, you can put it in your coffee. Put right? in your coffee. Yeah. And um, because of that, there's always lovely cocktails. So think about a white Russian that's not as heavy. Think about an espresso martini that's not as heavy, right? So like that's right. what's lovely about it as well. Well, plus it's a discreet little bottle. You can drink it on the subway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this bottle is discreet. Well, so Monica, introducing a product like this, I mean, this is niche. Yes. How do you introduce it and roll it out 
Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you do you start city by city? That's how does where something the McKinsey like this? In her comes out. Well, yeah. right. No, I mean, that's, that's right. That's why I'm asking. Marry the creative side of a great, great product that has to be the first portion with the business side, right? And so, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you know, the essentially what you 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 really do is you do find sort of pockets around the country that you want to launch it in. This is a global venture. So in reality, the U.S. is our first market. We will be launching this later this year in sort of Europe, duty free, and then eventually in Asia. Um, but mm-hmm. you find a pocket and the U S is a great pocket. There's a lot of experimentation for us here, you know, and so then you, we like to drink, but wait, like to drink. hold on. Yeah, I'm curious. Drinking. Are you, are you using a combination of uh, social media with, you know, in-person stuff with bartenders and uh, restaurant groups and that kind of thing? That's exactly correct. Right. And then also in addition to that, you know, really sort of influential retailers around the country, mm-hmm. you know, so for sure. locally here, we've got Vinny's people go there all the time to, to research and find out about new products. But last year, no one did, right? People weren't really sort of exploring in store what's new in a category. So we invested mm-hmm. a lot in digital. And our, you know, it was actually a good year for us because we got so much sort of excitement on digital. And we launched coffee in September because we were going to postpone the whole thing until the pandemic was over. But there was so much interest and from buyers and consumers, we said, well, let's just launch it. And mm-hmm. it was was fantastic so we we have figured out how to connect with our consumer but david you're right online is absolutely the best day right now yeah. um listen monica we have to take a quick break but sure. if you'll just hold for a second we'll come back and we'll tell everybody uh some great ideas that you can do with the product and where you can find it this oh. is david and nikki nellis on foodie and the beast we'll be back in just a sec we're back on foodie and the beast with david and nikki nellis monica you know before we let you go you got to tell us what's going on with the uh, Valentine's Day and special offers, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things. One is we have really fun Valentine's Day cocktails. So hop on our website at somrus.com, S-O-M-R-U-S.com. Um, one of my favorites is the espresso martini, which is just two ounces of somrus, an ounce of vodka, and an ounce of uh, espresso. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we've got quite a few more recipes online. We're doing a lot of tastings actually in places right now that are allowing tastings. We're doing that combination sort of on uh, in the store. And, um, you know, we're also doing an online special. So again, check out Somers and you can find where to buy, essentially in the DC area online. Okay. What is yeah. your handle on Instagram? It's enjoy Somers. Enjoy Somers. Okay, great. Monica, thank you so much for joining us today. That was really terrific um, and delicious. Okay, great. Okay, so next up is one of my favorite subjects and with Super Bowl uh, uh, on the menu, the other thing that should be on the menu is wings. And mm-hmm. we're joined by Fred Whit- Whitaker. He's got a, several names there. And Phil Monde. They are bringing the first Atomic Wings to D.C. And, um, uh, you know, never too soon for me because we love wings. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the show. But Thank I feel like you really missed, like, you introduced them because they're doing the wings, which is awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk Super about Bowl, where it is and but why. how they, what they're doing and why is sort of more oh important because you guys are childhood friends, right? Yeah, yeah yes. we're, we're, we're childhood friends. Um, We've known each other, I mean, for a long time. We actually met on a basketball court. That's how we met mm-hmm. and became friends from there Um, in the, in the streets of Queens, New York. We used to go from park to park and just play basketball against other people, and we bonded from there. A lot of winning. A lot of winning in that in those days. Oh, don't brag. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. it's, not a, it's not a sports show. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you guys have been friends all this time, and how did you, how did you wind up in business together? Because I've got lots of childhood friends that I'm still in touch with, but <laughs> we're not in business together. 
you you know what it was uh, uh, throughout the years. You know, we uh, uh, I guess trying to be ambitious, ambitious young gentlemen. We we always wanted to go into business together. Um, Fred actually uh, was segued into into the entertainment industry and had a lot of success. And I kind of watched, you know, from the sidelines and I always wanted to get involved with, you know, something that he was doing. But at the same time, I didn't want to jump in and not have anything tangible or, or viable to offer. So mm-hmm. uh, we 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 spun a few things around. We were trying to figure out what it is exactly we wanted to do. And then uh, I had the opportunity from uh, another childhood friend who uh, was in the wing franchise. And, and he came to me and said that he you know, had an opportunity. The first person I thought of was Fred. I called him as I hung up the phone with a prior friend and that's how it all began. And, and, you know, the, the, the ball rolled from there. Well, so what is it about this, uh, franchise? Do you know what I mean? Like why do a franchise, it's a precarious business model. Do you know what I mean? Like it can yeah. rock or it cannot. So right. why, right. like, were you looking to franchise and doing like a lot of research? You're like, this guy gave me this opportunity. You're like, I got to do it. Yes, it, it was, it was, uh, uh, more so along the lines of uh, we we both have busy, uh, uh, I guess you could say, personal lives. You know, Fred travels a lot. I myself have a day job as well. And uh, the partner who brought it to us, he was in the business as well. He also was in the tax business, but he had a couple locations himself. Uh, we were mm-hmm. trying to find, I guess, something that already had a template that was successful, uh, that worked. Uh, you know, it, it would allow us to be able to implement it in, you know, a number of places without us having to be there, you know, personally all the time. And the franchise model, it, it just made sense instead of us trying well, to you know, figure out how to, you know, you, hit the ground running. Did you right, purposely, lo- did you purposely right. locate it down near Howard University um, to bring students in or is that just is serendipity? No, yes, I, I was say we absolutely intentionally did that. Absolutely. Because, um, I'm a product of a HBCU graduated. Um, I graduated from North Carolina A&T and Howard is like mm-hmm. out of robbery. So I know all about the atmosphere. I go to their homecomings. Um, I support the culture. I come from the culture. And so when I had the conversations with Phil and the rest of our other partners, I was like, if we could put one in DC, that'd be amazing. And then when a uh, realtor found one on Georgia Avenue, I was like, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. I don't think you guys understand what this is. Like this is Georgia <laughs> Avenue. And they was like, well, what's Georgia Avenue? I'm like, hold up, this is Howard's campus. Like, this is right. right. This is huge. So, uh, and then once they said that, I was like, no, we got to make this happen. Like, we have to make this happen because, as a college student, you know, sometimes the cafeteria food isn't the greatest food. I'm not going, you know, not <laughs> nobody under the bus food, there, but, but yeah, <laughs> you can venture off campus. But our location is across the street. They literally walk across the street and they have a different option of food to eat when they come to Atomic Wings instead of just eating a cafeteria food all the time. Okay, and I'm also going to add, um, you know, the two and o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning munchies. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wings does kind of fit that bill, right? That, that, that's actually like our, our busiest time at our, our current location. <laughs> it's, it's right around that time when everybody's, you know, coming home from wherever they're coming from and Right. Sales go through the roof. Tablet yeah, yeah. orders, it goes through the Pretty roof. Pretty soon you'll be able to sell wings and, and give your change in marijuana. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so, wait, Fred, wait, wait. No, I have I go, a question. Wait, 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 wait. I want Fred. to ask a question. Fred, no, 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 no. Fred, <laughs> right. any time that you were in college, did North Carolina A&T ever lose to Howard in anything? Because they usually wipe the floor with them, don't they? <laughs> uh, here's the thing, right? It's always, I always have these debates with my Howard friends. So 
yes, we've lost here and there, and yes, they've lost here and there. So it's, it's a very competitive. Yeah, I think you won more uh, than you lost, but but <laughs> I will go on the record and say our homecoming is a thousand percent better than their homecoming. I will say that. <laughs> oh my god, that just cost you a lot of wind sales. Wait, wait, wait. I was just gonna say, Gauntlet Throne, you're opening up here. I don't yeah, I know. know. <laughs> I would be like, no. Let's so, not, Phil, you're the smart one, that. right? Is that what <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can we talk about the wings and the what menu, you're actually yeah. serving? Yeah, like what's on this menu? Um, uh, you know, because you know you are offering a viable product, so let's hear what it is. Oh, uh, there, there's our wings have uh, about 15 different flavors. Uh, uh, you got atomic, nuclear, uh, habanero, uh, pretty much any flavor you can think of. Uh, mm -hmm. We have it at at our location. Do you we have one have called. Local. Is it one called nuclear waste? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Now you're trying to discredit the one that will actually kill you on the spot, right? Yeah, not, right. nothing, nothing that radioactive. But yeah, we, you know, a, a bevy of different flavors. Uh, we also have a, a separate burger menu. There's a couple of things that we're trying uh, up here in, in the Bell Rose location that we want to bring down to. Uh, uh, the the dc location also there there are a lot of things that we want to infuse uh from the dc culture into this particular location like the mambo sauce and, and you know a couple that's what things. i was gonna ask i was yes. gonna ask like how are you gonna make this property sort of dc is a finicky town when it comes yes. to you know yeah. uh yeah. other people coming in and so you know there's always like this offering that has to be made from right. uh you know other you know people who come from out of town right. um so the mambo sauce makes a lot of sense do you know what i mean and, and there's so many fabulous uh artisan products here in dc like hot sauces and etc right. um you know featuring locals is always a way to like you know uh, to yourself to the community you know what 100%, i mean 100 yeah, no. we, we understand where out, of, where out of town is with newcomers well myself i know fred you know he has a uh he has a pretty Big following down there so uh -huh. i know uh -huh. myself i come in hat in hand and you know we're just looking to again uh be a part of the community and you know do the best we can to kind of you know uh, and, and that's one of the, the biggest, one of the biggest things is like you know we we want to we we're open arms to the dc culture and we want to have the dc culture involved in in atomic queens location that we're that we are putting in dc so like phil said doing the mama sauce you, you know you might come in and you might hear the go-go music playing you know just the right that the DC uh, community are used to. We're not trying to come in and change anything. No, we're, we're trying to come in and fit in with them and make everybody uh, welcome in our, in our establishment. And, you know, we want them to welcome us in the community. So you're going to have so a now, sign we'll... up that says we're going to kick your ass in basketball or no? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so um, is it a, when the pandemic is over? I mean, is this going to be a place where you can sit in or is it all to go? Like, how are you structuring the model? Uh, both, actually. So we'll have uh, a dining area uh, as well as a uh, uh, to go pickup uh, area. So uh, I know in, in New York City here in Long Island, we've pretty much been able to have dined in the entire time uh you know mm -hmm. long island kind of operates under their own rules the city uh, is a little different uh and we'll just follow whatever rules dc you know uh, uh puts forth for us but when so when we have our new normal what will be mm -hmm. the indoor dining like what's the footprint what are we talking about oh uh, uh i think it's about uh, we have 12 like dining seating uh for, for the seating mm -hmm. we have 12 seats uh and there's also a stand-up area uh, so that's pretty much going to be, it's, it's not a, a, our, our Bellrose location here is larger, but mm -hmm. we kind of wanted it to be a smaller uh, a location in DC, mainly because 
you know, the stand up vibe, the walking around, the talking, like that's what we really, we, we didn't really want everybody, you know, sitting down because it, it's not right. really a, 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 you know, you, you go there for, for dinner with the family. It, it's, right. we wanted it to be for the, you know, for the college kids. They come so in. So you'll do, you'll do Grubhub and DoorDash and absolutely. all that stuff. Yeah. I, absolutely. It's, it's, absolutely. it's, it's really going to be structured in a way of, you know, something quick to eat something, you know, when you're on the go or you got lunch break because there's a hospital that's right around the corner. Right. Our university. So it's not one of those things where people will come in and sit, you know, you go to dinner for like an hour and a half. It's one of those things like, okay, I'm on my way home from work. I don't feel like cooking. Let me stop by Atomic Wings to pick these wings up really quick to go home to enjoy it. And then Get yourself a double order of hazardous materials. Yeah. <laughs> Wear your hazmat suit and, and go I, get I some wings. We're going to have the, uh, the a versus Howard uh, basketball games playing. But only the games that ANT won. Of course, right. so that, that would be that would be every game. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. How um, you know? How, how you see my basketball? blank. You see my blank face. I have no idea what you people no are idea. talking about. Okay. So how are the, how is nice in basketball? I give yeah, you. Uh, yeah. Nice in basketball. Okay. I might have to suit up personally and go down there, man. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, listen, guys. We are um, running out of time, so I would love for everybody to know where they can follow you, where they can find you and stay up to date. I mean, obviously I'll keep track of everything on the website, but keep us up to date with what you're doing. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you. Um, on Instagram, uh, my Instagram name is Frederick, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K-W-J-R. That's my Instagram mm -hmm. name. Um, we, you can follow our, uh, for Atomic Wings updates. Um, we're, we're, we're creating all of that stuff right now to put all that stuff out, but we have the Atomic Wings, uh, um ig page that people follow on instagram as well too and it's basically spelled out atomic wings hey. oh phil do you have anything to add oh i'm, I'm pretty I'm, I'm a super low-key social media guy so i okay, have like, monday facebook yeah. uh uh and that we actually have an atomic wings fp as a uh, frank paul uh instagram page where you can follow our bell rose location i kind of get a feel of what we're going to bring down to the dc location well i, I, I just want to congratulate hey. you i hate everybody that i knew in my childhood the fact that you stayed friends and all of that. When does it open? What What's your target date? We're, we're, we're looking for, we actually wanted to open up sooner, sometime around uh, mid-February, but okay. due to construction, it's probably going to be sometime around mid-March. All, yeah. all right, we'll keep us posted. All right, we'll this do. is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. When we come back, we got John Crin and Peter Prime. We are back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and uh, we're going to change subjects here. Uh, joining us is chef and owner, uh, John Crin, he owns Clarity out in Vienna, Virginia, a great restaurant, lots of good reviews for a guy who happens to be a pretty good guy. And <laughs> Peter Prime, who's got Kane down in D.C. Uh, John came up with an interesting idea called Community and Beyond Crossing Culinary Bridges. And I'm going to leave it at that. John, welcome to the show. Why don't you explain your idea? Well, well, can we back up a little bit? I mean, you're starting at like number five and we need to start at number one. I don't feel so, that way. <laughs> yes, well, I do. So, John, why don't you we quick give everybody a 411 of uh, your restaurant clarity and what you've been doing over the last 10 months uh, that led us to here? Yeah, thanks, Nikki. Uh, mm -hmm. Sort of thanks, David. Uh, <laughs> sort of, you're welcome, John. <laughs> <laughs> great, great to reconnect. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, when the uh, Clarity's uh, six years old uh, next month, um, you know, a, a gast gastronomic uh, tasting menu and cart uh, restaurant that's, uh, you know, been packed since I opened in 2015, very grateful to the Northern Virginia uh, and Maryland DC communities who support it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when the, when the, 
pandemic started, um, I, I was able, I guess, to have a clear head and, and a good uh, logistic footprint to be able to diversify heavily um, mm -hmm. and introduce a lot of new ideas uh, that were actually different than the, the ones that, that created my base business. Um, you know, I, w I did an outdoor tasting menu with, with cars uh, parked in a parking spot with your table. Uh, I did, I've done a, an outdoor cigar lounge, an oyster bar, a barbecue pit, an Argentinian grill, um, and all those things, uh, plus the takeout uh, diversification. And it's kept, kept things uh, going and kept my, my entire staff employed through the, through, through the whole thing. Uh, I sort of got a reputation of being a proactive innovator. Uh, through it, um, and and I guess just because I I had physical opportunity uh, being in Northern Virginia, uh, the restrictions were a little different, and I uh, had a clear head uh, to move it forward. So tell us a little bit about the idea, and then Peter will get into you and what's been happening for you with <clears throat> Kane. But tell us about your your concept. Yeah, so on January sixth, uh, I was watching a little bit of TV. And uh, <laughs> thought that uh, you mean you were glued to the television like everybody else? Why did something happen? <laughs> no, I was just you know watch, watching a cooking show, and uh, <laughs> I I I felt it, it's funny in life. I just my head went to uh, trying to create opportunities for chefs in D.C. And so I did that. Um, I I thought of an idea uh, that I called the Taste of D.C. and V.A. Um, I called uh, six chefs downtown, some, Mich some, some Michelin star guys, and uh, just some people I knew. Um, and I said, well, give me a recipe from your restaurant. I'll cook it. I'll put together a takeout package. Uh, I'll sell it to the Northern Virginia community since we're open and you guys are closed. Uh, and I'll, I'll get the money back to you guys. And uh, they, all, they all said yes. I implemented it on Friday. I sold it out Saturday, uh, executed it on Tuesday the 12th. And on the night of Tuesday the 12th, everyone said, you got to do it again. And personally, when someone tells me to do the same thing again, I tell myself to think of something different. Uh, so that's I because you have different. oppositional, you have oppositional authority disorder. <laughs> I'm diagnosing you. Yeah. I like that one. Well, yeah. it takes, it takes one to that. know one, it takes, John. it takes one to know one. I am I'm being married, <laughs> being married to that. Oh my God. Okay. So Peter so, Prime. Chef Peter Prime of Kane, I want to jump in with you for a minute. Um, you've been on the show before. We are huge fans of Kane. Tell everybody about your restaurant and sort of what the last 10 months have been like for you. Hello again, guys. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm at Kane right now. Uh, we're doing, uh, you know, Trinidad Street food. I've been doing the food that I grew up eating and I've, uh, I grew up in love with um you know when i've been before you know i've done a lot of different cuisines um you know from a neighborhood restaurant to the smokehouse at spark but now mm -hmm. I'm doing the food that really got me on my food journey um kind of hard following chef john um we've been trying to hang on a cane you know it's been a rough 10 months um, i've been trying mm -hmm. to keep all of my staff employed and um and you know we've been lucky we've gotten a lot of support uh from our neighborhood um and from the community um what's been really impressive is the way um i've seen the culinary community rally um chef sean of course being an example uh chef eric bruna yang 
if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the Power of Ten initiative, we we probably wouldn't be here right now. Mm. Um, so it's it's been it's been um, it's been awesome to see the way chefs have come together and rallied and um, you know showed our our the, our ingenuity. You know, I've been I've been kind of writing along the coattails of a lot of these great guys, but you know, you know, as chefs, we pr- pride ourselves on being able to adapt and um, being malleable. And you know, we've we've seen I've seen a lot of great leadership from the community and a lot of yeah camaraderie, which has been which has been awesome and humbling. Well, I bet. And you know, Chef, I'm just curious. I mean, we've had Eric on the show talking about the power of ten. I mean, it was an incredible initiative, which was kind of then adopted True. by you know what Jose was doing with World Central Kitchen by using restaurants as a way to provide food for those in need. I mean, it was such a brilliant, brilliant concept, and that money did help keep a lot of restaurants in the DC community afloat at a time when, you know, people were trying to figure out how to get their food out of their kitchens and keep their staff employed. Um, were you Absolutely. already in a position, because you're, you know, you have a tiny spot. So were you already in a position on H Street Northeast? Were you already doing a lot of to go? Like, were you already in a place where you're like, when, when it, you had to go almost 100% to go, were you like, yeah, I can, this is no problem, we can do this? Or did you have to rethink your menu in order to execute it for to go. So you know we we were lucky in that I think um, our menu was well adapted to to go, but we mm-hmm. weren't doing to go before. I mean we had just started mm. our to go program. We were doing very limited. We were really focused on the um, in house experience, the dine in experience, mm-hmm. and because it was so tiny, you know, it was a, it, you know, it was a bit of a struggle to pump out, um, to just meet the demand of the dining room and to go. So yeah. we were just starting to make that, that switch. And um, yeah, you know, it's so, it's a totally different business now. You know, we have zero dining and um, all to go. Well, I will Again, say, yeah, no, I mean, I will say we've ordered multiple times and we always get the fried fish and I'm always amazed because we're, you know, the skin 35 on the minutes fried away. fish is the best it, thing going. It's almost it as good holds, as your ribs. I know, but the point is, is that it holds up beautifully. And that's, oh. I just think that that's so impressive. Um, so now John Crane calls you, you don't know him. And you're like, yeah, I'll do this. How did, how did this little partnership come to be? So I've been, I, I didn't know Chef John, but I think we connected on Facebook and I've been seeing uh, what's been going on in Clarity. And I've just been like, that's really cool. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I've never, I never made it to clarity before all of this started. And I was like, you know, but I just keep seeing all this stuff and all of these cool things. Um, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I, I was just uh, happy that I, I made it on the list. I was like, yeah, happy to be a part. So now your dinner is on February 9th and it is sold out. John, can you tell us about some of the other dinners that are coming up that people can still get in on? Yeah, so just to... Uh, press back a little bit um, talking okay. about the this event series. So I, I thought of uh, crossing culinary bridges as, as an idea to create an in-person guest chef opportunities for a, for a group of amazing DC chefs who cook their food at my restaurant, Clarity, for my Northern Virginia clientele uh, who may or may not already know them. Uh, so then you can create relationships Keep, the, keep these guys top of mind moving forward, and then we can go visit them at their restaurants um, to create a feeling that I actually think is one of the best feelings in the world, is that when a guest comes from another neighborhood 
visiting your restaurant and you ask them, well, why, why are you here? And they say, well, we've heard great things. So I'm coming from another neighborhood. And that's what I'm trying to create. Um, mm -hmm. so of course, Chef, uh, Chef uh, Peter made the list. <laughs> um, I was, we were put together by Adra Williams, who just did a phenomenal job. I called up, uh, uh, when I had this idea, I wanted to specifically um, run this series with chefs I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I called I, I called some people downtown and, and, and Adra hooked me up with all of them. So uh, Peter's Tuesday. We did uh, Stable last week. We did uh, Appio the week before. And then upcoming, uh, we have uh, Tip Cow, uh, Tame, mm -hmm. and cool. uh, Service Bar um, to round out the six in this series. And uh, they've all sold out so far. Um, and they will all sell out. So if someone's interested, they, they look on my uh, social media and we'll discuss that. Um, but you better get those emails in quickly because I've never seen something sell out so fast. So what is exactly, what is the experience? So like if we can get a little peek, even though we can't get into Peter's on Tuesday, what is being offered and how is it being executed? Yeah, so it's a simple concept. It's just, you know, like people say, some of the simplest things have never been done before. So it's, um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's two menu. It's clarity menu and then Peter's menu. And Peter's doing mm -hmm. uh, three dishes, and you come in and either take out or in-house di indoor dining, and you mm -hmm. order some of his, some of mine, all of his, and uh, and you just you have your dinner. So it's it's just like doing you're you're having a multiple menu uh, uh, evening, uh, which is you know goes along with my my diversification philosophy that I've had since the pandemic started. And uh, it's, it's come to this interesting way of promoting um, cross neighborhood business support in the mm -hmm. culinary industry for that. That's been hit so hard in the pandemic. So it's, right. an honor, it's an honor to offer these opportunities. Yeah, no. And it's such a great idea. And I love, um, I love the collaboration concept of it. And for, you know, these chefs, I mean, John, you and I've talked about this before about bringing in chefs who may be people who are, you know, live in the area where Clarity is, don't really get the chance to experience. And they're certainly not getting the chance to experience it now because of the pandemic. So listen, guys, we do have to wrap up. This is such an amazing idea. Peter, quickly tell everybody where they can find uh, Kane and where they can find you. Okay, so Kane is at 403H Street Northeast. Our, our website is kane-dc.com. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, you know, come check us out. We're doing great Caribbean food. Um, you know, thanks to Chef John. This, you know, if this is the way food, the direction that food is going to go, it's, you know, we are going to build back better. You know, you can go to a great restaurant and have two menus. You know, I, I, I love it. I love that. Build back better. Okay, John, tell everybody where they can find Clarity and find the information on all these dinners. Yeah, Clarity's uh, right in the heart of Vienna. Uh, website's ClarityVienna.com. My Facebook at Jonathan Crin and Instagram at Chef John Crin. That's where you can find all the info. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Amazing this stuff. is uh, David and Nikki Nellis on Feeding the Beast. Up next, we have the O Market. Okay, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and our next guest uh, has quite a story to tell. Uh, o Market, that's O-H with an exclamation point, Market in Manassas, is a 47,000-square-foot international grocery store, really, with items from more than 60 countries. And, I mean, it includes the Caribbean, South America, Southeast Asia, and more. It's really something. And the plans for more markets like this 
are pretty impressive too. So we're joined by Sean O. Sean is the, uh, I guess you're the son of the founder. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is correct. All right. Well, we won't tell your dad that he, you said it was your idea. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, why don't you start with kind of how all this happened? Well, what's your family yeah, how'd you background? Guys, how'd sure, you guys so, get in the market business? Sure. Um, my, fa my family, my father's been in the uh, grocery business, the international grocery business for 20 plus years now. Um, he's partnered up with my uncle back in the day uh, with a store called Best Way. And mm -hmm. that was started in uh, towards DC, Maryland, those areas. So we've been in the DMV area for such a long time. My dad has a vast history of, of managing and owning grocery stores in this area. And were they specifically international goods grocery stores? Were they more local yes. grocery stores? Like what kind of products are we talking about? So the grocery stores that my dad usually owned were usually international, um, Latino based. And he's always sourced uh, produce locally and and fish locally and he's always had a passion for grocery so um i think since a young age i've since i was five years old i've i've always kind of known that i was going to the grocery industry as well um mm -hmm. i can remember myself stacking boxes just so i can help um bag groceries for customers when i was a little child so um honestly the whole how this all started was just me learning from my father and just just being behind him and just really just being his shadow and trying to see what he's done. So, well, explain to everybody. So, O Market opened up in November. Explain what your vision was because it is, again, as David said in the beginning, a massive space. So, what was your vision for O Market? Um, our vision for O Market was to serve the communities. There's a large um, um, mixing pot of a huge demographic in this area. And mm -hmm. um, you're talking people from Africa. Um, specifically the Ghana area and uh, South Africa as well. And then mm -hmm. you also have a huge Latino population here as well. And um, we really wanted to just cater to those demographics here because it's a huge, like I said, it's a huge mixing pot. And to bring an international grocery store that has all these different types of products from all over the world is something new that hasn't been done or seen here. How do you go about sourcing for all these communities? Because that's a massive undertaking, you know, especially if you're unfamiliar with the product. Correct. So um, once again, it, it's one of these sayings that we have in O Market. If we don't have it, we'll source it out. We'll find it. My dad has always been such a resourceful person. He's, um, like I said, 20 years in the grocery industry. You have to have some connections there. So my dad has always built relationships with different vendors. He's even gone to New York himself just to source out and meet new vendors and open new accounts with them. So um, my dad's literally been traveled to, even to Asia to make deals in Thailand to make get coconut milk or things just, just of that nature. I mean, once again, if we don't have it here, we can always source it out and find it. And um, just our, my dad's vast resources and the amount of people he, he's known over the years has helped that greatly. Well, how big is your staff? Um, right now I have 75 people employed. We're at each wow. location, we're trying to employ at least 100 people or so. That's great. And we're, we're yeah, we're just continuing to grow like that as well. County so. government must love you. So did you take over an existing <laughs> structure or was this all yeah. new construction? So the, the is it, it was an existing structure. We're right next to a Home Depot. It was a H.H. Um, Gregg that was here before. And it was vacant right. for around five five plus years because they wow. went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we built the store from the ground up. We stripped all the concrete, had we installed plumbing lines, you, you electrical lines, you name it. We've built the store from the ground up. Wow, wow. And wow. so now it's all like food products. You have a fish market, you have a meat market, and you also have like a mini food court. So what what is that comprised of? Correct. So uh touching upon the mini food court. We have three restaurants that came in right now. It's once again, we try to keep it strictly international. So we have a taco spot and it's an Asian slash Mexican fusion restaurant where they make like Purgogi tacos and right. just different types of um, foods that haven't been seen around this area. And then we ha- also have a, um, a traditional Korean restaurant where it's literally like a mom from Korea cooking in the kitchen. So you can get that authentic taste of Korean food. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a Japanese slash sushi restaurant that, um, once again, they do a lot of different types of sushi, sashimi, um, poke Great. bowls, mm. ramens, you name it. So I love that we you also have-, have a bakery coming in as well, but the bakery is um, under construction right now. It should be done in the next three months or so. So will yeah. you be executing the bakery or are you bringing in a separate vendor for the bakery? Uh, we are executing the bakery. We actually we partnered up with a different vendor where they would send us the the products and the, all we have to do is just bake them. Mm. And then we also have a, a baker that's going to be coming in and specializing in some Latino um, mm. uh, baked goods as well. So, And you Excellent. have Russian sausage. How did you go about sourcing <laughs> that? So that's actually a funny story. Um, I had some, there was a little community of Russian people and a, and, and in uh, Manassas here. And they came to us specifically saying that due to COVID, their their little side shop that they go to, the little convenience store they used to go to, shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm. So my dad literally had to go to New York. This is one of those stories where he had to go there himself, meet um, a vendor that goes by the name of Alex's Meats. And <laughs> they specify in, um, and specialize in uh, Russian, different types of Russian sausages, meats, um, bologna, like they have just a, such a vast, vast um, product list. And so my dad physically went there himself before all of this coronavirus happened. And he he met the owner and we've grown a relationship where he would send it to us down That's to the great here. So. Do all the Russian well, and- sausages come with a listening device inside or no? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, no, okay. hopefully not. I'm just checking. So when it comes to sourcing your fish and meat, how do you guys go about doing that? What is, is, I mean, because, because you're covering so many different kinds of cuisines, um, are you, do you carry like an array of fish that maybe you can't find in other places or cuts of meat? Um, the fish market, we have fish from China specifically like golden pompano, where you really can't just go to a, your local grocery market and find that. And, we also have a specific, uh, specific fish called milkfish, where um, Vietnamese, Chinese people, they in that whole Asian country, they, they love that fish. And it's extremely hard to find. So um, going upon sourcing it, once again, it's just through the relationships my dad has built. And really, they just try to help us as much as we help them. Well, you must have – how many people a day come through your place? Because with, with fish in particular, you've got to turn the, the product pretty Most regularly definitely. um we have hundreds of hundreds of customers coming they wow. it's 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 mm-hmm. only growing at this point um from when we first opened 
And business has been picking up a lot here because we specialize in these goods that no one else has. We got to go out there. Right. Yeah, I know. Cool. I feel we have to take a field trip. All right. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, it just sounds like an incredible uh, business. And you're planning on opening more of the same size? Yes, ma'am. We're, we're planning on opening 50 locations or so. So um, in the next five years, we're planning on opening 10 more locations. We're already in looking this, at... In this area or up and down oh. the eastern seaboard? In this whole area, in the DMV whole area. So, I mean, wow. upon the eastern seaboard as well. I mean, that's in the future as well. But right now we're mm -hmm. looking uh, at places like Leesburg, Lorton, um, just trying to see where um, different demographics are and, you know, where, where the need stores. is. Exactly. So yeah. Leesburg is one of those places where there is no international market out there. So hmm. have, once again, we have just specific even with a butcher in our meat section we have a specific a specialized butcher where he can specialize in different cuts from different countries and we want to provide that experience to different communities as well so really interesting all right well great sean thank you so much tell everybody where they can find o market o market is located in at 7412 streamwalk lane in manassas virginia right off of 66. Excellent. Right. And is there a place to find you guys online? Like, can you order in? We do have O Market Foods. Um, it's, a, it's our website. You can go there. We have a catalog that's being made so you can see all the products that we do carry. So that'll be done in the near future. Wow. Excellent. All right, Sean. Thank you so much. And we wanna, yeah, great operation. Um, and we want to thank you, our guests, for joining us today. Um, it may be snowing. We'll all find out at the same time. Uh, but we do want to remind everybody to please Go to the listareyouwanted.com. You can find everything for your Valentine's needs this year. And please remember, area, restaurants, farmers markets, regular markets, everybody could use uh, some extra TLC this year. So instead of doing, um, think outside the box for Valentine's Day is my point. There are so many, so many fabulous ways to celebrate with those you love. And I'd like to remind people, support your restaurants. Order takeout. If you're ordering takeout, Tell your neighbors, pick it up for them as well. There's so many ways that you can really support the community if you can. So lastly, you should follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for everything going on in the DC metro area. And if you were interested on what Chef John and Peter Prime are doing, tune into Industry Night on Tuesday night. I did a full 45-minute interview with them. Thanks again for joining us. Mask up, dip your bodies in hand sanitizer, and have a delicious week.